You're listening to Arc Radio Podcast. Assalamualaikum and good morning ladies and gentlemen and welcome to Green Dean, our weekend morning environmental wake-up call. On this show we are going to discuss, surprise, surprise, the environment, the impact of environmental protection, climate change, global warming and most importantly why environmental protection is so important to us as Muslims, Islam and what our religion tells us about the protection of this beautiful planet, this beautiful creation that Allah has provided for us. But First, let me introduce myself. My name is Lindsay Taylor and I'm going to be your host on this journey to the, through the unknown throughout the whole of Ramadan. We will be joined by a host of different people, experts in the field, activists, frontline workers, knowledgeable folk, representatives from grassroots organisations, our very own Shaken residents and Nana. Nana will be providing some useful hints and tips and the Sheikh will be giving us our Islamic perspective throughout this whole journey. Over the coming weeks we're going to be looking at a whole range of things from sustainable living, active travel, food, food waste, growing our own food, so stay tuned for all those budding gardeners, the six R's, upcycling, recycling and any other R you want to think about, energy efficiency in the home, the workplace, and beyond and so much more. Today joining me in the studio I'm going to have Lisa from um, South Seeds. Uh, South Seeds is an organisation based in the south of Glasgow surprisingly enough um, and we're going to be looking at energy and energy efficiency. But before we do that let's have a little think about the environment. Now the environment is obviously the basis of our show so why is environmental protection so important to us? One of the big reasons that it's so important is because right now we're producing more carbon. Now carbon is going to be the buzzword that we use over the coming weeks to talk about all gases and all chemicals that are released into the atmosphere. But right now we're producing way too much carbon that the world just can't deal with it. So what it's doing is it's warming us up and it's warming us up because it's making what you might think is a nice wee cosy blanket around the atmosphere and then the sun's heat can't get out and whoa, so the world gets warmer now. A lot of us, including myself, might think, that's lovely, we're going to be nice and cosy. And maybe in Scotland, where the weather's pretty dreek a lot of the time, having better weather might be slightly better for us. But it's not going to be better in the way you think. Yep, the winters may be milder and the summers may be warmer, but we're going to have all kind of weather fluctuations that causes storms and floodings and changes of seasons I mean just take this year for instance I mean when did spring actually arrive because I'm still not sure I'm still looking out the window for it because I think summer is hit without a spring coming anywhere near us all of these cause massive problems to us in Scotland but think about it in Scotland where we have a kind of diverse seasonal change going on it's not it's not too bad but in other countries it is catastrophic in other countries they are having unbelievable floods, unbelievable droughts, having famines, all because of global warming, all because of climate change. Up in the North Pole there and down the South Pole, ice poles or icebergs are melting. The animals are just unable to survive in the little ice that's left for us. The melting of the ice is making the whole impact a lot worse for everybody concerned. Islands have already flooded in different oceans around the world, meaning that residents have had to leave their homes. Now just think about that. Because of everyone's actions, because of what's going on in this world, people have become homeless. 
Now, to me, I used to think environment, yeah, okay, we need to do our bit, we need to recycle and we need to do little things. But when I actually realised that animals were dying and people were becoming homeless because I was forgetting to turn my light off in my house and leaving it on all day and I was driving a diesel car and I was just racing it up all over the place, basically. People were being so badly affected. I thought, I have to do something. I have to do something. I have to start being more accountable for my actions. Obviously, being Muslim as well, I thought, I really do have to be more accountable for my actions. So that's one of the reasons that I went to work in the environmental spectrum or environmental sector. Some of you may know me from Almazan, where I used to work in the Low Carbon Almazan project, um, which is carrying on in a lovely legacy over there, which is fabulous. And there's so many other CCF projects out there who are doing equally fabulous work. And as I said, Lisa's going to be joining us in the show later on, and she's coming from an organisation, South Seeds, that has had CCF funding. Now, we're going to cross over to our resident imam. Thank you so much for joining us uh, for his words of wisdom and the environmental um, point of view when it comes to Islam. Thank you very much. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillah. Wa salatu ala rasulillah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, dear brothers and sisters. Um, while I'm busy planting some nice vegetables in my um, allotment um, and uh, enjoying it, I thought I'd um, share with you some crucial and personal um, food for thought. Um, thanks to Radio Ramadan, Glasgow and uh, Sister Lindsay who um, provided uh, for this opportunity. Now, living a um, healthy lifestyle is key to our physical, mental, psychological and even spiritual well-being. As Muslims, we believe that Islam is a complete way of life. It provides a solution for any and every human um, problem. Now, the Quran and Sunnah, that is the final book of Allah and the teachings and traditions of the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, teach us how to be responsible um, um, humans taking care of not only our um, generations um, well-being but um, rather that of our coming generations Allah made us his vicegerents um, and agents um, that's called Khalifa on this earth our duty is to worship him while taking care of the place we live in and that's the earth and the, 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 the entire universe Allah says that it is the it is due to the um, people's actions that the corruption spreads through the uh, land, through the earth and oceans. Planting trees provides um, oxygen, while deforestation brings corruption and and makes um, a way for for pollution. Um, Allah commands us about having a balanced approach in our life and to be just and kind to everyone and everything including the environment and animals and 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 so on the special mention of bee uh, which is a an insect in in quran as a um, you, we find that there's a whole chapter which is named after this um crucial animal and 
it is not a coincidence. Um, like we today know that B is a key, uh, one of the key factors in in our horticulture um, today, and and everything happens through that um, small insect. Uh, a lot happens. Um, our beloved Prophet وسلم, says, "Whoever plants a tree, it will be a source of um, continuous um, charity for them." Um, and um, chopping of trees for um, the trees that benefit people for no reason is not allowed in Islam and killing an animal for sports or any other useless um, hobbies is not allowed too. Um, so what do we um, have to do or what could we do? Now we need to raise awareness by um, educating our community through our local mosques um, and so on and especially our kids. Well, take them for a walk in, in a local park, talking to them through the um, fact that how Islam cares about the environment, how much and how um, Islam cares about that, and and find out more about um, the, the subject and get involved by starting to grow your own food. You can uh, even do that in, in your back garden, in pots, in tubs. Um, next thing will be um, to think about, for example, renting an allotment in your, in your nearby place. And that's a great way of doing that. Um, to find out a friend that can join you and um, you will enjoy that. Um, watch and listen um, to different programs, gardening um, uh, you know, uh, programs on different channels, um, particularly my favorite one is um, GQT, which is the Garden Question Time, BBC Radio 4. Um, you can go to the website, a podcast, you can, you can listen to that anytime. So, um, you are what you eat, as they say. So, health is a blessing from Allah. We need to take care of that. The Prophet ﷺ says, finally mentioning this hadith, Many, many, in fact, many, many majority of the people, they are in loss um, in regards to the two blessings, in regards to the two favors of Allah. And th- these two blessings are health and free time. So when you have free time, don't waste it. Take that free time and take care of your health by getting involved in the process of um, providing uh, and growing your own food or taking care of the environment for your coming generations. May Allah be pleased with us and may Allah uh, give us the ability to uh, do that. Um, and thank you very much for listening. Jazakumullah khair. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Amazing words there. Thank you so much for joining us and for giving us your words of wisdom and those insights because Alhamdulillah, it is so important that as Muslims we understand the importance of why we're doing this. You know, that we're not only helping the world, helping Allah's beautiful creation, but we are doing our duty and our responsibility as Muslims and making sure that, that we are taking care of the Allah's creations because after all, we were put on this earth to take care of this earth. Okay, so now we are going to be joined by Lisa from South Seas. Lisa, thank you so much for joining us here today. Thanks for inviting me. It's great to be here. It's our absolute pleasure. Lisa is comes from South Seeds, as I said, and she's going to give us a wee brief outline of the organisation and what they do. Well, some of the listeners might already know South Seeds, but oh, I'll just right. assume that nobody knows anything. I'll give you the, the full wee rundown. Great. South Seeds is an environmental charity. We are based on Victoria Road in the south side of Glasgow, mm-hmm. and we do 
loads and loads of things to help people live more sustainable lives on the south side. Um, so the bulk of our work is around energy and we're going to talk a wee bit more about that. Fabulous. But as well as the energy work, we uh, develop and build community gardens, primarily for food growing, because oh, again it's about reducing the carbon. Definitely. Um, so we want to be able to transform spaces but also help people, you know, be able to learn how to grow food and, that, and, and those are um, brilliant gardens because what we find is that people come together in ways that they wouldn't normally. So people who might be living next door to each other, mm -hmm. they just need a conduit, something that brings them together, and then the garden can enable that to happen. So the community garden is a great piece of work. Fabulous, we, um, we do lots of work on active travel, cycling, walking, using public transport. We do loads of things around uh, waste, reducing your waste. What do you do with your waste? Um, and some of the things that we've got coming up soon are things like a tool bank. So there's loads and loads of things happening at South Seas, loads of projects. Um, and the, the, the biggest piece of work at the moment is the energy. Great. So you really do cover all aspects of everything of the environment. So people can come to you for advice on energy, but mm -hmm. also get advice on lots of different things all at the same time. Absolutely. Everybody who walks through South Seeds door mm -hmm. is coming for a specific reason. But we always take that opportunity to tell them the other things that we do because it's really important that people don't get, um, you know, don't miss the opportunity to find out the other things that could help them. Definitely, definitely. And it's so important to look at energy efficiency, but also look at environmental impact and environmental living as a whole, not just as one little thing. I mean, obviously, just one thing can make a massive difference. But if you can look at everything and try exactly. and change one little thing <laughs> in every different area of your life, then it can just make everything a little better for all of us. It can. It's actually an awful lot easier than people think yeah. to, to be a bit more sustainable. You know, you don't need to um, you don't need to be uh, knitting your own sandals and sitting in the dark <laughs> with your hat on and your jumper. Although if you want to do that, that's fine. There are ways um, we have of helping people stay comfortable in their homes, yeah. but actually just be a bit more environmentally focused and able to reduce their energy. That's fabulous. That's brilliant. Now, before we talk more about the South Seed, I'd like to talk a little bit about yourself. Why did you first get involved in working in environmental sector? What first interested you? And also, why do you work in the environmental sector? Well... Some people might know that, um, you know, I've lived in the South Side for 30 years. Wow. So um, I've raised a family here, so we are very much a South Side mm -hmm. family. Brilliant. And uh, when, I get in, when I started working for South Seeds, I had been working in Govan Hill for another organisation for quite a number of years. And the job came up at South Seeds in a new organisation. Mm -hmm. And what I really liked about them was that they had a focus on improving... Um, the look and the feel of the area for the people that were living there yeah. um, and, and actually there were many many different ways that they were enabling people to live more comfortably and enjoy the you know life on the, the south side mm -hmm. so I really really liked that um, that focus on just making life a bit better. Yeah. No, that's brilliant because that's the thing being part of an environmental organisation mm -hmm. doesn't mean that you're going to dictate to people or it doesn't mean that you want people to live in a difficult way no. you actually want to improve their lives Absolutely. along with helping the environment we want to improve people's lives you know eat more organic and make your house more insulated so that you're saving money and all these kind exactly. of things 
but a lot of people don't realise that that actually living more environmentally can make their life better. It can, and it can make you feel better. Yeah. And um, it'll certainly make your purse better because yeah. you save, you know, you definitely save money. Mm-hmm. But you can feel good about the things that you're doing, and it's actually not a sacrifice. Yeah. You know, you're not losing anything. You're just, you know, tweaking your life and, and just making it a wee bit more um, environmentally focused. Brilliant, definitely. That's so inspirational as well that you just you you see the benefits and that's what draws you mm-hmm. towards towards wanting to do it and wanting to carry on the work, which you know is just fabulous. Alhamdulillah, you know, inshallah, we can all be like that and see, you know, somewhere where we can help and we can go and work there, we can go and volunteer there, we can go and be part of an organisation which we know is going to help mm-hmm. people's lives. Exactly. Because really, is that not what we want at the end of the day? Is just to be able to help each other help the world, help the environment, you know? It sounds like you've got the ideal job there. Well, well I have, and, and it's great for me because I'm the operations officer for mm-hmm. South Seeds. So that basically means I help make everything work. Oh, brilliant. So I've got a foot in every camp in the organisation, yeah. which is great for me. Um, and it's always a pleasure when somebody actually walks into South Seeds or gets in touch with us. And, you know, quite often somebody will just walk through the door and say, what is it you do? Uh-huh. So they've not necessarily come with a specific thing in mind um, and, and we're always there to, to say well come on in and we'll tell you what we do <laughs> so so what do you do right what, so what do you do in the organization well I'm, as I said I'm the, the operations officer so I make everything work <laughs> yeah. but we have a team of really amazing uh, people that work for South Seeds and some of the, the people that are most busy at the moment are the energy officers. Mm-hmm. So we have a, um, a bespoke home <coughs> energy service, auditing service, mm-hmm. where we um, work with people in their own homes to wow. actually help figure out what are the things that they are you know, perhaps overusing energy on, mm-hmm. where are the inefficiencies, how can we help them identify the things that are you know, that are costing them more money and using up uh, unnecessary energy. And the visits that we do, we come at a time that suits you as the Brilliant. as the, the client. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not all about the nine to five, you know, we've got yeah. a real flexible approach because we understand people's lives, you know, require a bit more flexibility. Definitely. But we the visits only take forty minutes. We ask people what's information about mm-hmm. you know how they use their home as well as looking at the heating systems and the windows. Because two people, two households could have the exact same infrastructure, uh-huh. but they will live in those homes completely differently. Precisely. So getting the information about how people use their property and use their homes allows us to make this a very bespoke service. Um, and the advice that we give to people is very much tailored to them and their households. Brilliant. So the people get a report. Mm-hmm. A report has a checklist of things that we think they can do. Some people want the checklist and they say, thanks very much, we will action this ourselves. Other people want you know, a bit more support yeah. to do it. And we are here to work with people for as long as they want us because actually it's a real privilege to be allowed into somebody's home. It really is. And a real privilege to be, you know, allowed to understand, you know, people's lives a wee bit more. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, that's the, the great thing for us that people, you know, consistently allow us to do that. Mm-hmm. And you know, we have a handyman service that people can access. 
Um, we will tell people how to do some of the things that we suggest themselves. Yeah, we've got something for everybody. So um, we're just here to make sure that you know if you have got an energy related issue, we can help you. And Amazing. don't forget, as soon as you get into the house, you start to find out some things about the energy bills. Yes, and we can really, really have a suite of solutions when Brilliant. it comes to people with energy bills. And I can guarantee you. We are not shockable when yeah. it comes to energy <laughs> debt. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. But tell me, when you're working out the, the people's usage and all, mm-hmm. do you have to put big devices in their house? Do you have to install, you know, new and interesting and bizarre things? Or is it just little things that you're you're doing? Well, what we do is if we want to, to see how much energy people are using... Yeah then the first time we go to visit their house, we take their meter readings, uh-huh. and then we get meter readings a week later. Okay. So that gives us a baseline of what they would use in an average uh, month. Okay. We would then, after we've given them a report, go and install an electricity monitor. Uh-huh. And Is this a big thing or a small no, thing? No, it's a, a teeny, teeny wee thing. It's a wee thing that we clip onto the, the cable at the meter. Okay. Don't worry, we're not interfering with your meter, it's completely <laughs> fine. Um, so we clip it on and there's a wee, you know, mobile phone size screen mm-hmm. that, that we um, give to you that you can pop wherever it's best for you. If you spend your time in the kitchen, in the living room, you can move it about. And that tells you at any given moment how much energy you would be using over a day and we can either set it for kilowatt hours Uh or we can set it for pounds and pence whatever people are are, you know most uh, motivated by and that can really help you figure out my goodness the, my, the numbers are way high the, the teenagers have left the lights on <laughs> somebody's playing their playstation that's midnight no, definitely. So it's, it's, it's a brilliant wee thing very very simple oh that's fabulous because that is something that I've heard a lot of people say oh well you have to put a lot of contraptions in my house well, no, well I have you know in my kettle and my washing machine and my this and my, well I all have something attached to it but no. if it's just one thing that's it's just that's one brilliant. thing and one of the things that we do that's really interesting mm-hmm. is when we set up the electricity monitor we say to people right switch everything off yeah and then switch things on one at a time ah. and you get to see exactly how much it is so i mean electric showers yeah they are going to make you afraid at the amount of energy they use yeah so if you have got you know my son's 22 and he is in the shower for you know at least half an hour it's a total nightmare there's nothing more motivating than a wee screen to say how much money that half hour shower's costing so you can robustly bang on the shower door and say Richard, it's now time to come out <laughs> the shower. <laughs> oh, so it's a great like, tool mm-hmm. to, to, for people to use yeah. um, and to get the most out of. And then after they've had it a month, we will take the meter readings again okay. and we will see how much they have they have used in terms of whether it's fallen, whether it's gone up, who knows. Yeah. Um, but what we hope is that the, the, uh, they've used it as a tool to enable them to reduce their use. Definitely, because mm-hmm. that's the most important thing is finding ways to support people to reduce what they're Absolutely. using. And, and, you know, for not using as much energy, but also for your purse strings, because exactly. energy is expensive. Energy Gas is... energy spills are <laughs> unbelievable well, sometimes. The, the analogy that I use, because mm-hmm. I always say to people, when did you last switch energy providers or even check your tariff? And people will say, oh, well, you know, 
Um, it's very difficult or, you know, I've, not, I've been thinking about doing it, but I've not done it. So I say to them, would you go to the same restaurant every day Yeah. and say, please feed me whatever you would like and then charge me whatever you would like? <laughs> that would be insane. You would never do that. No. But actually, a lot of people are just passively using the same energy providers. Do you know what? I have to be completely <clears throat> honest and put my hands up and say, I'm one of those people. Lindsay, you need to come into South Seas. We don't need to come into South Because I am. We moved house a couple of years ago uh-huh. and... Um, I, I automatically changed uh-huh. it's a pay-as-you-go meter that we have and I automatically changed mm-hmm. back to the company I'd had yep. before uh-huh. because and I knew them and I thought oh they'll be fine and I've often thought you know I should really look into changing mm-hmm. but is it going to be complicated <laughs> is it going to be difficult but no this show has given me inspiration I'm going to change listeners I'm going to come just in. wait she's going to be telling you in a couple of weeks how much money she's saved I, I really <laughs> am I really am and I'm hoping it's a lot <laughs> But you know what, I'd be happy if it's 50p, because 50p well, in my purse is better than Definitely, and there are big savings to be made, certainly uh-huh. the first time I switched, and I've switched a good few times now, Yeah. the first switch I made, I went from, and we've got a you know, four-person um, household, yeah. uh, four adults, and um, we were paying, uh, combined for gas and electric, around £1,500 a year, and the first switch I made, I saved five hundred pounds. Wow! So that I mean, wow. I, and that was literally I'm not. Away. That was That's not about energy efficiency. That was simply from moving from one provider to another. It's a weekend um, away in a really nice hotel. You and your partner. Off to go, I? you know, leave kids at home, obviously. <laughs> you know, that's, that's a lot so of money. And, and energy companies, even really good energy companies, are not necessarily motivated to give you their best deal yeah. automatically. You need to ask for it. So even if you really, really like the company you're with, yeah. then that's fine. We'll find out what's the best deal for that company. That's brilliant. That's fabulous. Okay, folks, we're going to go to a little break now and have a wee word from our sponsors, but please stay with us. We'll carry on our chat with Lisa from South Seeds once we come back. Okay, thank you. Folks, welcome back. Before the break, we were talking to Lisa from South Seeds and we're going to carry on that chat. So before we were talking about how to change energy suppliers and the benefits of that and also the benefits of being more environmentally friendly around our homes, how it can save the environment how it can save your house how it can save your purse and so many different things but now Lisa tell me who can benefit from Southside uh, South Seeds who can actually use the, the facilities that are there well we um our project is defined geographically so okay. I'll just tell everybody the areas that we can work in definitely so we can work in Govan Hill Cross Hill Queen's Park Strathbungo East Port Shields and Mount Florida so it's the most densely populated areas of the city in fact probably the most densely populated areas in Scotland mm-hmm. um, the predominant housing stock is tenements as you know yeah. um, not exclusively but mostly yeah. and we have we have been in there's somewhere between 800 and 1,000 homes in our project area. Wow, that's amazing. So we, we have figured out what the solutions are. Um, yeah. We can work with anybody within that area, so it doesn't matter 
if you are rich, if you are experiencing fuel poverty, yeah. um, or if you uh, live in a big house or a small house. So long as you're in our project area, we can work with you. Uh, the other that's thing, fabulous. The other thing that's quite good to point out is it doesn't matter about the tenure of your property. You can be a housing association tenant, an owner-occupier, or in the private sector. Sometimes there are, there are slightly think different things that we can do, um, mm-hmm. or we need to approach things slightly differently depending on the tenure, but anybody at all can come to South Seeds uh, within their project area. Quite often somebody will come from outside the area, uh-huh. um, and we've got to share the disappointing news that they can't get the <laughs> service. But what we, we always want to make sure that people get something, yeah. so we can signpost people onto other organisations but also on our website which is www.southseeds.org we Mm -hmm. share and publish all the learning that we have so we've got lots of how-to guides so we've got a switching guide Mm -hmm. draft proofing guide loads and loads of information there Um, so if somebody you know as they often do sends me a wee email and says you know um, I live in Shawlands for example I can say to them well look here's some information that might be really useful for you and here's another organisation who might be able to help you so there's always something for everybody that's fabulous so even if you live out with your remit and mm-hmm. out with your <coughs> sorry geographical area mm-hmm. you're still able to assist in some ways you're still Absolutely. able to signpost or people can still access your website where there is so much information yeah. on pretty much so anything you need to do to make your house more energy efficient it's you have to go and look at this website because everything is on it that you could possibly need to make your house as user friendly as possible mm-hmm. when it comes to the environment, when it comes to saving money. It's it's just absolutely fabulous. And it's good for people to know the South Seed services are you know free. <laughs> There's, yeah. there's no charge for South Seed services. None at all. The the handyman service is something that sits outside the funding, yeah. so there's small charges for that. Yeah. But even then, we, we don't charge at a commercial rate, and we're not here to sell that service. It's yeah. just available if people want to use it. We're Definitely. just as happy for people to do things themselves or use you know a local handyman that they, provi- that they prefer. Um, we're just there to say, these are the things that you mm-hmm. can do, and here's how you could benefit from them. Yeah. Um, but in terms of you know the, the energy audit and everything, that is a completely free services service funded through the CCF, the Climate Challenge Fund, as you know. Yeah. That's brilliant. So that means that you will come to the people's house, mm-hmm. you will give them hints and tips and ideas and aspirations on how to reduce and save money and how to be more energy efficient. Absolutely. And it's not going to cost them a penny. It's not going to cost them a penny. They might choose to spend... A, well, for example, if we say to them, if you've got an... A, what's the the flats in this area have really amazing uh, open fireplaces yeah. that people are very reluctant to get rid of. Of course, of course. So... Um, but you know, if you if it's just sitting and it's an open chimney, then it's basically sucking all the heat out of your house because that's what chimneys do. They suck yep. the air out, and whether it's smoke from a fire or whether it's your hot heat air that you're paying good money to heat, <laughs> it's going to take it out. So for you know, one of the things that that, that is a very very simple solution mm-hmm. to that is to install a chimney balloon. Okay. So if you want to install a chimney balloon yourself, then 
if we can say here's the um, the how to guide and here's how you get one a chimney balloon costs between like 15 and 20 quid mm. you know it's completely achievable for Definitely. most people um, and it doesn't require the handyman to come out and do it it's really you can simple. just do it yourself you can do it yourself you might need um, to borrow uh, the a foot pump because you'd never blow up a, a chimney balloon with air from your mouth because okay. that's hot and then as it cools down ah, it shrinks oh, so okay. the, the seal is not as good yeah um, but that's the kind of thing you could borrow from from south seeds if you if you wanted to that's so there are brilliant. small investments that people could choose to make in their properties um all the way through to the bigger measures like the um underfloor insulation yeah uh, so if you're in the ground floor tenement and you've got a big cavity underneath the floor yeah then you know installing underfloor insulation is brilliant mm-hmm. and again we can do it for you but it does need to be us you know if you are fit and able then you just get yourself right under there and do it yourself <laughs> We made a film showing you how to do it. Oh wow! <laughs> so there's even even physical how-to guides, as in Aye. the videos showing you step by step and stuff. Yeah, that's amazing. And that's nobody in the world has time to spend too much time watching a video on underfloor insulation. Wow. So folks, it's four minutes, four minutes Brilliant. long, and um, and all the information you need is there. That's fabulous. But tell me, for things bigger things, are there are there grants out there? Is there different things available for people to help them if they needed to do like loft insulation or underfloor? Is there grants available to help people who maybe can't afford to buy something like that all in the money? There can be, and it really depends on people's circumstances. Okay. But people shouldn't assume that they won't be eligible. Yeah. They should always check, and that's actually one of the things that our energy officers do as part oh, of the really? energy auditing service is look at people's eligibility for any grants. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, I'm not going to pretend to know everything about the grants because um, that's their specialism rather than mine. But, um, you know, they're constantly getting um, people new heating systems and access to different things. It could even be... You know, there's even ways if you um, meet a certain set of criteria with some of your energy companies and you have inefficient white goods, we can apply to get you a new washing machine or a new fridge freezer. And I'm not saying everybody would get a new washing yeah. machine. Oh, definitely um, not, yeah. Or even that there would be huge amounts of choice. Uh-huh. But you, we, can, we have done it and we can, um, and it's the kind of things that we are doing all the time. So never assume that you're not going to get it. Um, always check. And again, um, it doesn't matter if you are a tenant in the private rented sector. Um, you might still be eligible for a new heating system, mm-hmm. new boiler. So always get us to check. That's amazing. So along with saving the environment, having it in, and I mean, because obviously that's what CCF project, Climate Challenge Fund project mm-hmm. is all about. It's about reducing the carbon footprint that we as people are Absolutely. producing. But along with that, you can have a free service to make your house more mm-hmm. energy efficient. Mm-hmm. And then you could be possibly able to get some grants to get new heating systems mm-hmm. or insulation. And so... Really, it is a win-win-win-win-win situation Absolutely. in having your organisations and other organisations like you that are operating all across Scotland mm-hmm. and you know all across our local areas and all across everywhere 
then having people come into your home for this 40 minutes, you may think, oh, I might not have that, could save you an absolute fortune. Absolutely. And one of the things I want to make clear is the, you know, I said it in terms of, of the energy bills that were not shockable. Yeah. But also not the house inspectors. You know, we, we we don't want people to think, you know, I'll, I'll get in touch with them next week when I've had a chance to, you know, clear out that cupboard. Or, and, you know, it, it, and we really mean it when we say that it's a privilege to be allowed into people's homes. Yeah. And people's homes um, are not how we judge people. You know, Definitely we judge not. people based on their human interactions yeah. and their willingness to, to, to work with us, um, not on whether they've hoovered or yeah. even have a carpet. Yeah. You know, um, so it's really important that people understand that, you know, we are not there to to judge them on their property. Listen, Definitely. You should see the mess I weave some mornings. <laughs> Tell me about it. I, I think I have a, a, a sink full of dishes trying to get here this morning. Honestly, my, my house is, is no gleaming, shining well, example. Busy lives. Precisely. Oh. Precisely. We really do. And also, things. if, if you're suffering from fuel poverty, uh-huh. if you're suffering from inefficient heating or inefficient mm-hmm. energy sources, then... Your priority is not always having a clean carpet. Your priority is making your house warm and doing every and putting all your energy and quite often all your finances into that. And Absolutely. That's and the great thing that you're here to help for some people resolve some of those issues. Absolutely. And it's it's great because sometimes, you know, we you know, we can signpost people onto other agencies um, because we are very careful to only give advice on the things that we know about. Um, Definitely. But we are brilliant networkers, yeah. so we know who the other agencies are that and what their specialisms are. That's so when people fabulous. give us a wee window into their life, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes we can see that there's something else going on. And, and, and you know, it's you've got to be really sensitive and you've course, got to treat yeah. people with dignity. And if people don't want to be referred on to another agency, that is completely fine. But um, people often, you know, highlight something else that's going on. If we're talking about one form of debt, you know, yeah. when it comes to fuel, they might disclose other debt. So we can say to people, look, here's who's operating in your area. Definitely. Here are organisations that we know mm-hmm. and we can uh, signpost you onto. So it's... Um, it's even when it's something that, that we don't deal with. Yeah. You know, we we probably know where to send you. Oh no, that's fabulous. And that's the thing that we're going out here to protect the environment and to work with the environment, but actually we can help in so many ways. And that's the thing that people forget. It's all interconnected. Mm-hmm. It's all going together hand it's about in our hand. Communities. Definitely. You know, environment and community is in many ways the same yeah. thing. It's about looking after the things that are round about you and, and taking your responsibilities seriously. And the people mm-hmm. in your community are, you know, often need that wee bit extra support. So mm-hmm. we're here to do it. No, that's brilliant. Definitely. And actually that was one of the things that I was thinking about. You know, South Seeds, along with so many other kind of CCF projects and other environmental projects out there, you know, obviously climate change is a global issue, but Mm -hmm. so many of them are operating on a community level. Why is this so important that we are addressing climate, climate issues and climate change on a community level? Well... If we think about how we often hear um, climate change described in the media, you know, it is a huge global issue. Yeah, it really you know, is. In the introduction, you were talking about some of the, the, the consequences of climate yeah. change that, you know, many people are having to deal with. And, 
and and communities in other parts of the world are dealing with it disproportionately. Yeah. You know, to a certain extent, we've we've been you know relatively unaffected thus far, but people need to understand um, that in fact the small incremental changes that you and I and our neighbours and our communities can make actually has a huge effect on the, yeah. kinda, the global issues around climate change. So, uh, of course, switching one light bulb off is going to make very little difference. Mm-hmm. But if, if we're all doing that, yeah. you know, if we're all looking at, you know, how can we get to the supermarket, you know, on our bikes instead of going in Definitely. a car, the, all of these small changes actually matter and you know it's important that we all take responsibility for the things that we can do definitely no it really is and and that's the thing that people people forget sometimes they think i'm doing this in isolation i'm doing this in the house by myself and nobody else is bothering and Aye. you know you speak to joe blogs in the street and he goes i don't care about climate change but actually when more people you talk to and the more people who you get involved with the more you realize actually this person is doing something and that Aye. person is doing something and the more that each of us is doing something the more that we're going to make some change towards climate change we're going to make some change towards what's happening around we're us we're all just doing a wee bit here and there to lessen the impact on the planet definitely we can always do more we definitely can and it's, yeah. it's actually not that hard to incorporate small changes into your life yeah um, and if people are unsure people are sitting at home thinking well what do you mean Lisa well, what yeah. are these small changes <laughs> then I mean people are welcome to get in touch with mm-hmm. us and because we will go, we will speak to them about their lives um, and, and we will figure out the solutions for them. That's brilliant, that's absolutely fabulous. But can you give us a few wee insights here and now on the show and how people can make just, even just one change, if you can give us a few wee hints and tips from <laughs> your sleeve, that would be fabulous because I'm sure a lot of our listeners are wanting to get raring to go now. I can. Um, the, well, I've got three for you. So oh, the first brilliant. thing I would say is pop into South Seats. Definitely. So we, uh, we have a, you know, a, a high street shop in Victoria Road. It's along at the park end. Yeah. Um, so pop in and see us and, and we'll chat to you. And Excellent. then if you want an, an audit, we will give you. If you don't and you just want to start a conversation, then that is fine. We can do that. Fabulous. Sorry, before you go on, can you tell us how else can they get in touch apart from dropping into the shop? Well, we have got a brilliant social media presence. So we are Fabulous. on Facebook and Twitter. Um, people can call us at the office um, they can email us uh, they can get in touch with us through the website but you know if you are um, popping down to the shops in Vicky Road yep. if you're doing a wee Liddell run well, then, then why don't you pop along to our end I think we've got about six coffee shops uh, within about 200 oh, metres so come and visit us pop in uh, get some more information um, check us out and um, and if, if you are you know not about and you you know you might not be particularly mobile yeah then give us a wee call and we'll come to you I mean it's, it's as simple as that that's amazing that's great but some of the, the some of the things that are easiest to do are going to be my, my two tips for you okay um, so if you want to do something that's that's easy to achieve it locks in carbon savings for a bar okay. and it, it has an impact on the amount of money you're spending. The first thing you should do is change all your bulbs to LED bulbs. So people okay. are st- we still go into homes and find old incandescent filament bulbs like your granny had. 
Um, and uh, and yep. people, people made the leap, most people from those to the what we call CFLs, which are the kind of curly tube bulbs. Yeah. The energy efficient bulbs. And you know, and they're they're okay. But sometimes, you know, if you get up in the middle of the night to go for a wee yes. <laughs> and you've got to wait five seconds for the light to heat up a wee bit, yeah. it's not always the most brilliant way to do it. Um, so LED bulbs are there. They sometimes, depending on where you go, they, they might cost a wee bit more. If you shop around, you can get really good value ones. Definitely. They um, are very, very unlikely to break. They last, yep. you know, forever. Um, so it means if you've got like, big high tenement ceilings, you yep. put the bulb in and you just don't need to get those ladders out again. Plus, as I said, you're locking in carbon savings because um, they will use a fraction of the energy. And just to give you an idea, when, when we go out to do an audit, we always fit one. Mm-hmm. So we would fit something like a 9-watt bulb in a, a standard tenement hall. Yeah. And that's the kind of thing that people maybe years ago would have had a 100-watt bulb in. Yeah, definitely. So do the math, folk. It's, you know, it's um, from 100 watts down to nine watts that's incredible and you know I have to be honest they really do last because I've got them in my kitchen and my living mm-hmm. I have them in, in other rooms but I've got the big massive ones because yep. you can get really massive ones that look great in those really big lampshades that you get absolutely like Ikea and stuff not that I'm <laughs> shouting out to any particular shop here um, other lighting purveyors <laughs> yes, there are lots of lighting purveyors um, but I got these really massive light bulbs and I, I've been in that house for over two years now Um they're still going strong and they have a 10 year guarantee the ones I got actually and and actually they're probably going to last even longer than that and remember people often think that LEDs are just the wee GU10 spotlights every type of bulb that you can imagine there is an LED version out there so change your bulbs to LEDs Um, and my my final tip is you know what we were talking about earlier on Um, if you want to save money you know check your tariff you know, yep. check to see what, what's your deal that you're getting. And there's a bit of a mythology about energy that it's really hard. It's really hard to figure out. Yeah. It's not. We'll show you how to do it. We'll do it for you. Amazing. Um, and, and you'll be enabled to do it yourself in the future if you want, or you can come to us. But check you're getting the best deal. Um, and we're not here to push anybody towards any particular provider. Yeah. It's independent advice. No, that's fabulous. That's absolutely amazing. Lisa, thank you so much for joining us today on the show. Really appreciate it. And that's really good ways of, of, of doing a good deed, you know, uh, and, and doing a good act and, and saving ourselves some money. And during Ramadan, we are all looking for, for some good deeds that we can get done. And if that can be an environmental act, why not? It's a quick win for everybody. It really is a quick win for everybody. And, you know, folks, Lisa gave us some amazing um, ideas there of different things that we can do in order to save energy and save money and save the environment. And, you know, there, there are so many things that we can do, some, some really big things like changing our tariffs which actually is really simple or putting underfloor heating uh, insulation and, and even underfloor heating and also we can do simple things like we can put on heavier curtains on our windows quite often I don't know about you but I've lived in a lot of tenements over my life and um, and a lot of the time they've been really drafty windows and just having some heavier curtains on it and these are some tips that that we forget about that we don't do anymore and fill us with so much inspiration and so many good ideas that you know we do really forget about these are simple things that my nana did that your nanas probably did and that people just did naturally when 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 things were not quite so 
abundant as they are now. People naturally save their resources and reuse things. People naturally, you know, old clothes, they would they would turn them into different things. Even if they were really pretty worn out, they would turn them into dusters. But also if they weren't so worn out and they were quite nice, they'd turn them into cushion covers and, and different things like that. There are so many different things that we can do to save energy. And also we can do things like if your clothes are really worn out, Turn them into a draft excluder. These things are really simple and easy to make and will save you so much money when winter comes and you've not got a blown draft under your door anymore. But folks, that's almost the end of the show for us today. But we'd like to thank you so much for being with us today throughout our journey and the first leg of the journey on our environmental wake-up call on Green Dean. Now, I would like to remind you all that we will be here um, every weekend morning from 10 o'clock on both Saturdays and Sundays. So this morning, obviously, we were talking to Lisa. Tomorrow morning, we will be talking to Kenneth Taylor from Scottish Natural Heritage. And they'll also be talking, he'll also be talking to us about energy efficiency and, uh, and saving the environment and eco-friendly um, ways of living our life. Um, Kenny has, has lectured in many different places um, around the Scotland and, and also around the UK and um, is a leading authority on um, environmental um, impact on, on, the envi on, on renewables. Um, so thank you so much for being with us today, folks, and uh, we hope that you got some really good hints and tips from there. And if we can ask just one thing, if you try and do just one thing over the next coming days, weeks, months, that you can change in order to protect the environment. So think of some of the tips that you got from Lisa today. There'll be more tips coming at you as the weeks progress. You know, and we've got some great tips there from Nana as well. So let's all think about it, folks. If we can change just one thing, every single listener, then just how far can we go with protecting the environment? Thank you very much. Stay tuned for the rest of today um, as Radio Ramadan takes you through this fabulous fast. For more information and to listen to more podcasts, visit us at arc.score or check out the Arc Media app.